Chapter Thirty Five of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Thirty Five. A Complete Eclaircissement. Mademoiselle's game is up. You see, Sabrina, I was right and he's loyal to his love true to the gauge of the egret's plume indeed yes what a tale for vega and i shall tell it her soon will gladden her you think i'm quite sure of it though i haven't evidence of her heart's inclinings in speech plain as that we've just shh another couple coming this way really richard we ought not to stay here tis bad as being eavesdroppers never mind about the eavesdropping it will still light on my conscience after leading to such good results who may be the pair approaching now i wonder they listened to hear music with the hum of many voices afar off but too near and drawing nearer my sister said sabrina almost instantly recognizing one of them then after another brief interval of silence adding and reginald trevor continuing to advance the two were soon up to the pavilion and made stop on the same spot where but five minutes before stood their respective cousins now however it was the gentleman who spoke first after their coming to a stand and even of changing the subject of the dialogue already in progress my cousin used seems beside himself with mademoiselle lalande i never saw a man so madly in love with a woman i wonder if she reciprocates it he was pouring gall all over vega powell's heart and apparently without being conscious of it for by this he had reached full confidence that his own love was reciprocated by her with whom he was conversing like enough was the response in tones so despairingly sad that but for his being a fool in his own conceit he might have drawn deductions from it to make him suspect his folly more could he have but seen the expression upon her features at that moment pain almost agony the pantomimic dance just over all its acts incidents and gestures were still fresh before her mind the latest the most vivid the dropping of the glove is being taken up as she supposed with eager alacrity then the man she loved throwing wide open his arms to receive into them the woman she hated all this was in her thoughts a very tumult of trouble in her heart as a flaming fire the darkness favoured her or reginald trevor could not have failed perceiving it on her face but indeed she would have little cared if he had dissembling with him all the night she meant doing so no more though the play was not with him the game had gone against her she had lost the stakes as she supposed irretrievably and now would retire into the shadow and darkness of solitude little dreamt he of how she was suffering or the cause knowing it he might have sprung away from her side quickly 
and angrily as had clarice from that of eustace continuing the conversation he said insinuatingly on second thoughts i'm wrong mistress vega i have known a man as much in love with a woman as my cousin is with yours no one now indeed the exclamatory rejoinder was purely mechanical she who made it not having enough interest in what had been said to inquire who was the individual he alluded to yet this was the very question he courted he had to angle for it further saying may i tell you who it is oh certainly if you desire to do so even this icy response failed to check him he either did not perceive its coldness or mistook it for reticence due to the occasion several times since his first abortive attempt he had been on the eve of making fuller declaration to her in short a proposal of marriage but she had been dancing with others besides himself and no good opportunity had as yet offered that seemed to have come now so taking advantage of it and her permission he said in an impressive way the man is reginald trevor myself if he expected her to give a start of feigned surprise and follow it up by the inquiry who is the woman he was disappointed for he but heard repeated the laconic exclamation she had already used and in like tones of careless indifference indeed that and nothing more still unrepulsed he returned to the attack again as it were begging the question shall i name the woman not if you don't wish it sir response that should have made him withhold the information if not driven him from her presence a very rebuff it was and yet reginald trevor looked not on it in this light instead still strong in his false faith and foolish hope he persisted saying but i do wish it and will tell you though you may little care to know i cannot help the confession she i love is yourself yourself vega powell and tis with all my heart all my soul the avowal full and passionate affected her no more than the hints he had already thrown out in the same calm tone firm and with the words measured she made response captain trevor you've told me almost as much before and if i never gave you answer to say the feeling you professed for me was not reciprocated i say it now it is not never can be friends if you wish let us remain but for the other you needn't go on he interrupted impatiently almost rudely i've heard enough and now what's the obstacle between us not your father as i once supposed but my cousin well have him if you can get him as for myself i'm consoled by thinking there are as good fish in the sea as ever were caught out of it and i go to catch one of them adieu 
mistress vega powell saying which he strode off in true cavalier swagger humming a gay chanson having left her alone in the darkness of night and the gloom of despair only for an instant was she thus then she felt arms flung around her tenderly lovingly while listening to speech which promised to relieve her of her misery i was so glad vague said sabrina hearing what you said and i've heard something said by another at which you'll be glad when i tell it you almost at the same instant of time though in a different part of the grounds sir richard walwyn was in like manner promising to let light into the heart of eustace trevor End of chapter 35 Recording by John Brandon